0: It's been one year since we moved into this Sabre 37 FLL fifth wheel, and this week we're sharing our thoughts on that one year journey. This is RV Miles. This summer, LL Bean invites you to simply step outside and enjoy the fresh air and sunshine. We'll be your guide with tips and advice to get more out of every moment outdoors. Here's a trick to estimate how much time you have left outside before the sun sets. Stretch out your arm and hold your hand sideways, palm facing you. Every finger between the horizon and the sun is 15 minutes of daylight. For more fun ideas, easy how-tos, and inspiring stories, visit llbean.com guide. Welcome to episode 246 of RV Miles. I'm Jason.
1: And I'm Abby. And we are two full time travelers who, along with our three boys, have been crisscrossing North America.
0: I spilled all over myself. It's just...
1: That's how this show's kicking off today. We decided for the one year anniversary to pour a little, pour a little cocktail. Yeah, this is how the show's going. you want me to try that again? No, let's
0: go. Let's roll. That's mm-hmm. fine.
1: We're going to roll with it. Okay. Well, I'm Abby, and this is Jason, and we are two full-time travelers who, along with our three boys, have been crisscrossing North America on one epic road trip since 2016. Here at RV Miles, we talk all things RV and outdoors, from industry news, how to not be professional podcasters, and so much more. <laughs>
0: You know, we're, we're drinking one of those Aww. to celebrate our one year in the Sabre. Uh, we're having a little margarita in a can.
1: Yeah, that felt like class. So, a cut you know water. what? Cut water's good, though. It's good. The little cut water in a can, having a little mm-hmm. margarita. We're trying to be celebratory because we've had about a week now of illness going through the house. Uh, in case we'd all forgotten... There are other things out there besides COVID and that one particular classic summertime cold, fever, sore throat, cough. It caught us. And so we've all been a little down. And that all sounds like COVID, but we all tested negative for that. So it's just a good old summertime cold.
0: Yeah, it definitely didn't hit us uh, like our parents who... Three of our parents got COVID <laughs> over the last few weeks. Yeah. They all had like the exact same symptoms, Um, you know, in different parts of the country. There, none of them living in the same house. No. no. Uh, or in
1: even the same city. Yeah. Or state.
0: Uh, and uh, very, very similar symptoms and hit them pretty yeah. hard. Nothing like, you know, scary, but like knocked well, them just, out. They were down mm-hmm. for the count for several mm-hmm.
1: days. This has, thankfully, with each kid... Been about 48 hours from start to finish. Um, I'm talking once again in what I like to call my Kathleen Turner <laughs> register. Uh, and I will probably be like that for the next several days. But uh, And you seem to be uh, the last one, last yeah. man standing.
0: Yeah. you're headed down. You're down. You're down. You're in the thick of it, it right now. It doesn't seem to be lasting long. So, no. Hey, we'll be back. we can finally talk about our new book. Woo. We have written a book, and uh, it is not what many of you might be expecting. It is a journal for kids. You, generally, kids are in this six to eight-year-old range mm-hmm. uh, for exploring national parks. Yeah,
1: so it's this really wonderful book where you have four parks that you can journal inside the book. It's going to have all kinds of activities to really engage your child in that age range uh, there in the park and also get you kind of involved with them as well. I mean, for us... The national parks and exploring the national parks with our kids has been one of the greatest joys of our life on the road. And while it might seem surprising to some that this is our very first book, and hopefully not our last, but our first book, it feels very right to me that we would do something not only about national parks, but that is also geared towards children so i'm thrilled i can't wait it's coming out on my birthday too which is just the ultimate (laughs) birthday present it will
0: be available uh, it's available for pre-order right now Uh but you can go to amazon and it is called the national parks journal for kids colon log and remember your awesome (laughs) outdoor adventures it is 9.99 for pre-order on amazon right now and um I, you know, if you've ever if you've ever done Junior Ranger programs with your kids, it's sort of like the exploratory elements of that. So sort of, not the learning part of that, right? Where you're learning about the park because it is geared like there are four different room for four different trips. But but it's it's it's, it's not it's, park specific. Yeah, you can fill it. We we were very careful about making it something that you can use at any national park so it's really all about sort of going out and doing activities and and learning on your own about parks
1: and i have to say too i it was an incredible challenge to take language that would would resonate to a six to eight year old like we started i can specifically remember you one night you had tracked out all of this sort of idea that you had and you wrote it all down and you went back and you read it and you were like, I thought I was writing for a kid. Definitely does well, not read back like I'm writing for a kid. Our publisher
0: gave us this website to go to, to like put text in, to check its reading level, right? Yeah. So like I put it in and it was like, oh, this is like 12 to 14 year old. It was very hard to get that back down to a a reading level for a six to eight year old after I had knocked it out. Like I was really surprised at how hard it was to write for a younger age.
1: Yeah. So it offered a really wonderful challenge for us as writers as well as creators that we got to work in something that, you know, and, and write in a way that we don't we don't normally
0: do it's full of fun facts about national parks all kinds of good stuff so yeah check it out and on amazon we'll link to it in the description for this episode we also want to tell you about something we were doing almost exactly a year ago With which kind sa- of our first thing in the saber yeah um we were at the rv entrepreneur summit last year we were keynote speakers kicking that event off and it was such a great time we're going back this year uh it is going to be a little bit different rv entrepreneur uh if you don't know there's uh there's a podcast our friend joshua sheehan hosts it Um, rv entrepreneur the brand was owned by heath and Alyssa paget they sold it off um, to the rv life suite the folks that do uh, campgroundreviews.com and rv trip wizard and and our friend, Andy Rabinowitz, uh, they're really great people, they're awesome. um, but they're just sort of getting back into this RV entrepreneur game. And so it's going to be sort of a, uh, a toned down summit. They're calling it a round table, but it's, it's essentially for anybody who works on the road, you're starting a business on the road, not, it doesn't have to be RV specific at all, but it's all about sort of remote work and uh, managing your business while you're moving about the country all that sort of stuff so i'm going to be speaking on Press releases, but uh, there are lots of other wonderful speakers that are going to be there as well. It's very affordable, too, and uh, it is coming up very quickly, though. So, if you happen to be in the Montrose, Colorado area, place we know very well, that's where it's going to (laughs) be September 7th through
1: 11th. So, we will link in the show description in the show notes for you to go and you can go check all of that out. And then, hopefully, you can join us. They've got some really great outings planned, including. The Ure Hot Springs, which was an absolute highlight last year, and then hopefully we can also talk Joe into taking us all disc golf. Uh, again. disc golf again that that would be was, a lot of fun. That it was, was it. awesome. We went to this
0: place last year just real quick. It called Top of the Pines, which was a disc golf course. And I actually, this is how the impression it left on me is, I remember the name of the disc golf course. Yeah, it was beautiful. Uh, it, it was up in in is it uh ridgeway colorado is that the name of that town mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and uh, way up in the mountains and you're playing disc golf on like the the top of on, a mountain the, range felt
1: like you're on top of the world yeah. and then afterwards we went and got top of the line tacos so it was a really really great week and we met some really wonderful people there so we're looking forward to getting back out on the road you know, everything is still we've talked about this a lot. Everything is still kind of up in the air for us, but we are locking that in. We're going to make that happen, even if we just have to turn around and come right back to <laughs> Illinois. Hopefully not, but we will see.
0: Uh, so that was uh, almost a year ago. It was really our first long outing in the saber uh, or first time boondocking as well in the saber mm-hmm. so there was a there was a lot that's happened between then and and now
1: we're not going to get a pallet of solar this time though <laughs> we will put so we, we have a few more solar panels to add to what we've already have on there with go power we're going to add a couple more we are going to do that before we leave, though, right, Jay?
0: Yes, we have to. 100%. Otherwise, I don't know how we're going to get them anywhere. <laughs> so we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, the Sabre, what what our experience has been like in this fifth wheel, and uh, in some of our favorite places that we've been in the last year.
1: We'll be right back. You know what it's like chilling at the campground, and then you catch the delicious scent of something good on your neighbor's grill. You'd follow suit, but the idea of grilling over a fire pit or lugging out the bulky outdoor stove is just too exhausting. That's where Otzi Grills comes in. Otzi Grills pack completely flat for easy RV storage, and when it's time to cook, the interlocking design is super quick and easy to assemble. Otzi Grills are self-contained and fueled by charcoal or wood. Available in three sizes, made in the USA with high-quality, durable steel, Otzi Grills are built to fit all your camp cooking needs. Otzi is offering RV Miles listeners 10% off when you visit OtziGear.com and use promo code RVMILES at checkout, all one word. That's OtziGear, O-T-Z-I, promo code RVMILES. Get cooking today with OtziGear Flat Pack Grills.
0: Are you tired of overcrowded campgrounds and competing for reservations, paying high fees for sites? Well, ownership is a big trend in RVing that might be right for you. Tennessee Land and Lakes sells large acreage and waterfront RV properties in popular destination spots at amazing prices. 100% ownership. These large acreage properties are designed for privacy and surrounded by some of the most popular attractions in the country. Visit their website to explore ownership options. Tennessee is a great place to make your home base with 0% state income tax. No more calling around for reservations. Your property, your way. For details, visit MyRVLand.land. That's MyRVLand.land. We're back, and it's time to talk about our one year in the Sabre. Wow! We're brand ambassadors for Sabre, and uh, we couldn't be happier to be brand ambassadors for them. We're traveling around in the Sabre 37 FLL, which is this really unique floor plan uh, if you haven't heard all about we've talked about it a lot in the past, but we'll <laughs> talk about it a little, bit, little bit more here today. The, the, the particular fifth wheel that we are in is 42 foot nine, I believe. It's this really unique floor plan where the main bedroom drops down a bit in the rear. There's actually a drop frame in the rear and there is a lofted bedroom above it that our kids are in. And then there's another little storage loft, which is where our third child, our peanut lives. Lives.
1: Lives. peanut, lives. What's
0: so unique about this floor plan, which what we really love about it, is it for a family of five allows us to still have a decent living space. We have a front mm-hmm. living room, we have a giant kitchen, and in general, you know, we don't hang out in our bedrooms as much as we hang out in the rest of the space.
1: What I find really interesting about this particular floor plan is that we all have spaces we can go to that feel individual and that feel of their own. I can go back to the main bedroom. I can shut the door. The kids can go upstairs to their lofts. We can go be in the living room and someone can be in the kitchen. And everyone feels like they have a space that they can go to that's all their own. And yet at the same time, It feels so very open and the way it flows is really cohesive, which I have to say, I haven't felt that from a lot of fifth wheels. A lot of times I feel a lot of disconnect between here's this space and this space. And I have no problem with that at all. I think that's totally fine. I love that there somehow manages to be both that. And a cohesive flow from one room to another,
0: and that's because we're always looking at two-bedroom floor plans. Now, if you're if you're yeah. an open floor plan with one bedroom, there's going to be a lot more of that. But yeah. when we're looking for our family at two-bedroom floor plans, or hopefully a third bedroom, <laughs> but that that not much of that out there. You often get the main bedroom in the front. You get uh, the the bunk room in, in the, the rear, yeah. and then in the middle you have sort of a living kitchen space that involves you like sitting on a couch and staring at your kitchen and a TV yeah. up off to the side and the couch seats two people. So
1: And that all makes sense if you have different priorities. Like if especially if bedroom space or or large bedroom space for your kids is, is top priority. Now our kids have plenty of space and they have plenty of ownership of that space. two of them do.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Two of
1: them. I think Henry would argue. Henry loves his his little space, but it is small. (laughs) He has tricked that space out and he has put his art up there. He's got lights. He's got a fan. I mean that kid is living his best life. (laughs) But what is nice about, you know, this particular is yes, it's the separation of the kitchen and the living room for me that is such a big deal. But because you have this openness here, it still feels like it's together without watching television while staring at the person who's also cooking dinner at the same
0: time. Yeah. We also have storage galore in here and there are a lot oh, of just so much. great things that Saber does really well. It's a, yeah. it's a type of unit. They only make five floor plans. Maybe it's six or four now. I'm not sure, but it was five when we, when we moved into it and, I think what that allows them to do is really focus pretty mm-hmm. specifically. The workers, we were really impressed with with the work they put into them, the quality control that went into them. And I just love that there's not a lot of fluff that you get charged extra for that you don't mm-hmm. actually need. And there are some really good things where it counts, like the giant DC-powered refrigerator. It, the fridge is just fantastic. I
1: love that fridge it, so much. It,
0: it is a lot easier on power than going off an inverter. It still takes a decent amount It um, does because it is so big. But with our solar upgrades that we'll talk about in a minute where we usually don't have much of a problem running it. Um, they just smart little things like uh, the roof is PVC membrane, which I really like. It feels really durable up there. Um, they have really nice but thin solid surface countertops mm-hmm. you know they're they're lightweight and thin but they're they're solid there's no like seams on the edges to sort of pry and fray mm-hmm. apart
1: they're good for me to smooth out when we're doing the show. Apparently, I do that a lot. It was pointed out to me that I'm constantly cleaning. You are. You when are. When we're doing the podcast, if you watch it, you're everyone's like, "Why are you always cleaning your space?" It, I just am.
0: <laughs> but so, so, in one year of being in the saber, we have made a few changes to it. We have to to fit our life, and I, I want to say, like, you don't be afraid to to make changes to your RV. A, a lot of people are very concerned about resale value and, and that's fair, but as long as the, the stuff that you have done to your RV is done professionally or is able to be put back, mm-hmm. it's, it's not a big deal.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, you know, I love that idea. Don't be afraid to make changes. And at the same time, don't feel bad if you don't yeah. wanna do anything. You know, we started off in a converted school bus that we did everything ourselves. We picked every color, every design, the whole thing we did. Then when we moved into our travel trailer, we didn't touch a thing. We didn't want to do, we didn't want to paint. We didn't want to change out a curtain. We were like, been there, done that. And we just enjoyed having everything already done and and we lived in it as it was. With this one, it's been a little bit of an in-between. So we have done a few things to make it feel more like our own, but we, ha- we are not, there will be no painting of the cabinets. There will be no <laughs> painting of the walls in here. There, none of that. But we have done things that have made life a little bit more comfortable. And the first one, the one we get asked about all the time, the one that on the next episode that comes out, we will be talking about at length is the composting toilet
0: yeah uh it's uh we'll sort of save that conversation for the next yeah. episode but uh but we did take out the porcelain toilet which was a very nice porcelain toilet Beautiful that it came porcelain with toilet. and we uh, saved it and we so saved in case it, so. you know if we
1: ever want to put it back in it's yeah. never been used it's sitting in yeah. storage if we decide we want it we'll go get it
0: yeah yeah so uh we've done that we have uh we've talked about in the past we redid our outdoor kitchen yep. we pulled the uh, the small dorm-style refrigerator out of the kitchen, uh, outside, we felt like that was just uh, a lot of refrigerator space to when have. We had
1: so much yeah. in here already,
0: and we like to boondock a lot. So you know th- that fridge was taking about the same amount of power as this giant fridge because it was not a DC fridge. And it just allowed us a little bit more space to do a couple things that we wanted. So we put a toaster oven out there mm-hmm. and we're able to store a few more things out there. And
1: we actually think we're going to do a little bit more work out there. And we actually yeah. do think we're going to end up removing the two burner uh, propane stove that they have out there as well. We think we're going to go ahead and take that out. We're not really using it. And we're going to use that as more storage space. That just makes a little bit more sense for us for what we need out there. And. It shouldn't be too big of a deal to take it out. I think in and general we'll
0: for us um, as full timers, it just feels too much to double up on stuff. Yes. Like in a very yes. small space, having two refrigerators, having two stovetops, we can come inside and use the stovetop and put something else, still cook outside, uh, mm-hmm. but a different type of cooking. So we've got a toaster oven, air fryer combo thing that it does everything that, that we we find we use that space a heck of yeah. a, a lot more
1: so we've we've kind of messed around with that outdoor kitchen a little bit another thing we have done is we expanded on the solar so the solar that was with the saber wasn't really much to begin with it was like a 50 watt yeah panel it, that it's was just
0: in... a basic like yeah. um sort of keep your battery topped off and storage type yeah. solar panels so we worked with go power to put in their solar extreme kit, which gave us 590 watts of solar, which we're actually expanding onto now. Uh, and two 500 amp hour lithium batteries and a whole house inverter charger, which is the coolest part. Because that uh, it's a 3000 watt inverter and everything in the house can run off that inverter. So everything in the house can run off battery power. And that's really convenient for even if you just for a short while, you know, at an over uh, at a stopover want to run the microwave Um.
1: yeah and we talked about length uh, on episode 237 I was just looking that up here so on episode 237 of the podcast we did a complete breakdown of our solar and lithium batteries that we have installed here in the saber so if you want more detail or you're trying to remember when did Abby and Jason talk about that that's back on episode 237. And I will link to that in the show notes in the description as well.
0: So the other big thing that we've done just recently, we haven't talked about too much yet on the podcast is we finally, uh, we've been talking about doing this um, in, in, with each other for with a while. The, yeah, for a while now. We took the dinette out of the kitchen slide. So our kitchen has a, a very large counter uh, space with the stove and, and the sink and microwave and overhead cabinets and then across from it is the slide that has the refrigerator and uh, a four-person dinette. We found the dinette was becoming a catch-all. Often one kid would sit there and we were just throwing everything on top of it constantly. Yes. And we wanted a better space where people could uh, have a little bit more room to work whether that's homeschooling or whether that's us working. So we pulled the dinette and the chairs out And we put in a desk. We we made a last minute trip to IKEA and got a desk. We talked about that on Remember that two hour trip we
1: took to IKEA? Well, that was to finish this project. And we do have a couple of reels on Instagram or Facebook that show us taking everything out. It was very, very easy. And then what we did and what the space looks like now. I will also link to those in the description or the show notes for this episode if you want to watch those and see what everything looks like. Uh, I will say with that, because we talked a lot about whether or not we were going to take that out or if there was a way to make it work. And I would say that for me, the deciding factor was when we were in Jacksonville and we had our friends over for dinner and the four of us tried to sit at that, (laughs) four of us tried to sit at that table and it was four adults. And I felt like we were all, you know, we're all trying to like keep our legs closed in. And, you know, it was so congested. Two adults and
0: two kids would have been great.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, I have noticed that some of the 37 FLL um, now have two chairs on one side and then a bench on the other. And I could see where I think if that had been what we had is, is
0: that something Saber is doing, or you think no, people are doing a, that on their own? No,
1: Saber. The last couple of reels that they have shown oh. of the thirty-seven FLL when you tour it, and that's it's cool. on Sabre's Instagram page. You can go over and look at it. They have what they are showing is now two chairs with a bench, and I could almost see that bench because the bench is going to go up against the side where the wall and the fridge is creating a little bit like I think that's really smart it creates a little yeah. bit more ease of sitting space there
0: that must be the 23 version I, I actually should reach out to them and ask what changes they might have made for 23 is probably not too much um, yeah. but uh, that sounds like it's one. Yeah, of yeah I
1: just I noticed that I saw it I think a couple days ago and I was like oh that's a bench there is instead of two chairs and I like that idea I mean I, I think too if you had three small kiddos you could get them yeah. all on that bench and then mom and dad could be on the other side yeah. yeah for sure
0: the one downfall of what we did is that there's no power in that slide there's no outlets yeah
1: that's that's tough but
0: we're left we're we're all laptop warriors so it's Well, maybe it'll encourage us.
1: I was going to say that's (laughs) what I was about to say. It'll encourage us all to keep things charged. (laughs) Probably not,
0: though. So that's pretty much what we've done to the Saber. Um, I would like to know...
1: big things that we yeah done
0: big things we, we've the hung we've hung all sorts of decorations yeah. and
1: we we command hook <laughs> the life out of this place like so but
0: i, I would like to know from you oh, gosh. um what what are some of your favorite places that we have been in the saber and particularly that you know the saber worked well in
1: okay oh you're putting me on the spot i didn't yeah. know where we were doing this uh i first off first place i think of Cheyenne Mountain State Park in Colorado Springs. Mm -hmm. That was such a wonderful... That was really our first uh, big introduction back out on the road with the Sabre uh, campground before we got to Montrose last year. Yeah. I loved that. Uh, Then we really put the Sabre to the test and that composting toilet to the test during the Balloon Fiesta. Balloon Fiesta, yeah. I... Loved that time there, Uh, the 10 days that we boondocked in just a dirt lot in a fairground. Uh, We really put the saber to the test then. And then, of course... Fort Wilderness. Oh yeah. I you can't you know you can't not talk about taking the saber to Disney World it was a little for tight two weeks getting in. Uh, it was, it was a
0: little bit didn't, tight. Didn't damage uh, the saber. It damaged the truck though.
1: <laughs> and it didn't damage the truck. It damaged the uh, running the board. running board. I yeah, scraped so all the paint off just, the running board, just a little. Uh, and then finally, I think uh I would really have to give it to. Well, I have a couple more. Uh, when we went to Jacksonville.
0: I was going to say Huguenot State Park in Jacksonville yes, out on the beach. To
1: go where my ancestors once <laughs> tried, uh was quite special in the Sabre. And then also um, the state park in Virginia that we were at. Yeah. And that really, we were there for such a brief time. Um, but that, that was really lovely, uh, outside of Williamsburg Outside, Newport news. No, No. not that one. Um, the state park that we went to with Jamie and Clay, uh, where uh, we, the huge site and, um,
0: Oh yes. I'm sorry. You don't remember the name of it. Uh,
1: yeah, the name is escaping me, but
0: this uh, is quality (laughs) podcast material here. You know,
1: I didn't know I was going to be put on the site. (laughs) I'm just, I'm, I'm just trying. Images are flashing through my head. Uh, and then finally, uh, you know, actually, I'll, I'll tell this story, too, about the saber. I don't know why I always think of this, and it sticks in my head, but um, it was just really uh, – it was lovely. Um, when we left – when we left Madison uh, – when we left Madison with our friends to outrun the storm, and we all took off in the evening, and we went to the Walmart. That and We was overnighted it, man. at the Walmart, and just the uh, – kind of like the freedom of that yeah. and the the camaraderie of doing that with another family and just making that decision and and making a decision for safety but then also just the 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 freedom of that yeah. hooking that up and and getting out there and and going i i don't i don't know why what it was about that particular moment but um that's that moment is very endearing to me just Nice. getting out of there so all right what about you what well, are some you, places you, i, you I pretty covered much all of them I got essentially like, I got literally but I, i'm gonna others. i'm gonna add one more
0: uh okay. at the nascar race in las oh. vegas at the las vegas motor speedway having yeah. having the saber up on that hill overlooking the race and being able to just step outside and look down on it as if we like owned the track <laughs> or something was so that be cool something?
1: That was really cool. That was a really cool Las Vegas experience. Um, you know, I would add, too, that um, some of our Harvest Hosts mm-hmm. experiences in the Sabre have been really lovely. That winery in North Carolina was fantastic. You know, I'll add the the state park that we stayed at in Apex, North Carolina, because the Sabre and the, and the way our home is laid out now for us – allows us the opportunity to host friends, to uh, have a little bit more space for all of us to spread out. And for the first time ever, we were camping near some dearly beloved friends who literally lived in that town. And we were able to welcome them over to our campsite and have them here and have space for us and the kids and to cook for them and just not feel like we were all on top of each other well
0: just having room is magnificent i mean we can sit six people up in the living room you and i can sit here at at this little peninsula in the kitchen and record this podcast when we tried to do video recordings (laughs) inside of the pioneer we were always like sitting in the slide so it's dark above our heads or we turn the light on and our heads are lit up (sighs) and then we're like right up against the wall and it was really awkward And that's why we rarely did it inside the Pioneer. And once we moved in here, doing video podcasts got a lot easier.
1: I'm just, I'm hiding my face right now (laughs) because I recently stumbled across uh, an an old episode of the podcast. Bless all of you who have stuck with these video podcasts for as long as you have because we we are imperfect humans. Uh, learning as we go, and I saw this one particular podcast, and we were we were up against the window in in the in Ranger Gandalf at the dinette, and I was like, "Oh, that looks awful.
0: That looks so
1: awful." <laughs> I was it was like,
0: it was dark, and you know, I was yeah, like, we
1: look like like we're trying to. Like slider, like we're in a space that doesn't quite fit for us, and we're trying so hard to be like, oh, it's good. It's real good. We were
0: what? also using iPhones to record it on, and, and much older iPhones. Oh, so you were! Than we have yeah, now.
1: that was during your phase where you're still in that phase, but we just can't make it happen. Where you want multi-camera shots during this thing, you would love. I to want have... to cut up
0: to a close-up, so so close to you that it's like I've told the, you, the, the hair is coming God. out of your nose. It's like <laughs> I've
1: it'd be the hairs off my chin, Jason. <laughs> I've told you multiple times. We are not doing close-ups. We don't do close-ups here at RV Miles. Was, and then you put that soft filter over everything, my love. Thank you. All right.
0: Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, that's our that's our last year in the saber. It's been a, a, a wonderful RV for us. And you know the folks that we've d- talked to, like it's great when whatever RV you have, you know, join a Facebook group for it. Yeah. This particular yeah. one, we're in a in a Facebook group that is specifically for this floor plan. Uh huh. Which is great, and so you can find that if there's a unique floor plan out there, you might find that available for for you as well. And um, we get so much information out of there. And you know, the the big thing that I keep coming back to with Saber, you know, people have people have the same issues they have with them with all all sorts of RVs, right? Um, They're they are imperfect vessels. RVs are homes that are on wheels that bounce around like a rolling earthquake, and they have problems that need to be fixed and we
1: have had our share of problems we have talked about the positives this whole time and things we've done but we have definitely also had to be uh very vigilant and and take care of our home and and fix a few things but nothing that we never expected that's just
0: rv ownership and but the thing that has impressed me so far about saber is i haven't talked to too many people that have had major problems like real yeah. problems like you're seeing in lots of brands with like their black tank falling out or, I think first or off roof caving in
1: <laughs> stop talking because those things are going to happen to us now because we've said they're not so stop talking no no and I I will say though I think for you and I and this is just us after six years and I think after starting off RV life in a bus conversion, there's not much that's going to get you down.
0: Yeah, really, I don't I, have to, like, overhaul a diesel engine. I'm good.
1: I would have to be standing <laughs> in the middle of this fifth wheel, and all the walls would have to go. <laughs> and it would just be me standing there, sorry, before I, I probably got really upset about something. <laughs> before I went, oh, man, now we're in trouble.
0: All right, well, let's take a break. Uh, and uh, when we come back, we're going to check the level of our tanks as we do. We'll be right back. Chances are you've seen them on the road. That's because Blue Ox designs and manufactures the best towing products in the industry. Just look around, you'll find them on highways and campgrounds and anywhere you find people traveling in the great outdoors. Award-winning tow bars, base plates and brakes, a full line of weight distributing hitches, adjustable ball mounts and a new line of fifth wheel hitches. With Blue Ox, towing doesn't have to be a drag. To learn more about how Blue Ox can make your travel adventures even more stress-free, visit BlueOx.com.
1: We are back, and as we do every single week, it is time to check the level of our tanks. Jason, what is in your black tank this week?
0: Well, I talked about this uh, extensively on the most recent news video that we put out on YouTube. This, uh, This incident that happened a couple years ago at Walmart... Where, I don't even want to tell the story, but a, a, a woman left her, her two young daughters in a mm-hmm. car. It was um, very
1: early in the morning. Very,
0: She had were... just dropped her mother off at the airport. The kids uh, the kids were sleeping, and she decided to leave them in the car. And, you know, we can talk about that kind of choice. But not um, here on this podcast today. But, but you know, a, a, a man, a couple was camping in their minivan, a California couple was camping in, in their minivan, and they uh, used a camp stove mm-hmm. to uh, to make breakfast. And then they put the camp stove away in the back of their minivan and then drove up to the front to go into Walmart. Um, they had overnighted in the back of the parking lot. And uh, the, the stove caught fire once they had gone inside and it burned their car down and the, the minivan that had the two girls in it. And one of them passed away and one is permanently disfigured. And you can get all of the details on the news video, but essentially why this is coming up now is the mother is suing Walmart because of their policy allowing people to essentially camp in, you know, and that's not what they call it, call it overnight parking, but to essentially run a Walmart parking lot as a campground. Um, And uh, I think, you know, it's, it's really unfortunate, but there, will this be the end of Walmart uh overnighting i don't think so i mean there have been lots of walmart's a big company there have been lots of incidents in walmart parking lots over the years and the fact that they're specifically being sued over this uh this policy i, I think is a new thing they're going to settle it it's not going to go to court or anything like that mm-hmm. i'm sure but i i it for me this is the black tank because it's sort of this renewed um, there are more of us doing this thing now, not just Walmart overnighting, but like camping, mm-hmm. RVing uh, in general. And there are some growing pains that are challenging because of more of us doing that. So it's this is just a reminder that when, you, when you're in any place, that uh, whether it's a campground that you're paying for or a, an overnight spot where they have graciously allowed you to stay for free, Just be respectful about the space and be cautious about it. And I, you know, I was kind of thinking, wouldn't it be great if Walmart partnered with Harvest Hosts, Mm. and you could actually maybe they only allowed five RVs a night, and you just go into your Harvest Host account and you you reserve it and the The great thing about Harvest Hosts is you have to be a self-contained RV, so yeah. that couple would not have been allowed to stay there because they were camping in a in a, in a van. Minivan. Um, and that that's part of why Harvest Hosts requires self-contained RVs. They want you to have a toilet, a sink, um, cooking appliances, because they don't because overnight overnight parking shouldn't be you setting up a campsite, you cooking outside, you needing to find a bathroom somewhere. Um, right. All that sort of stuff, and I, I think there's just sort of a, a level of support that goes into to it with something like that with Harvest Host.
1: Yeah, and I, there's been a lot of comments uh, left on the video about uh, there should be uh, an across-the-board rule standard that Walmart has put into place that we all know and. Um, that can be, you know, distributed out to RVers. Well, that thing actually does exist. Yeah. And so I I don't know the answer, but there needs to be a bigger way to get that in people's faces. Yeah, so
0: what Abby's referring to is called the Good Neighbor Policy, and it was jointly put together by organizations like the FMCA, Escapees, and, and several others. Uh, and when they actually met with Businesses like Walmart to say, "Hey, what do you like? What do you want? What do you don't want?" Mm-hmm. To come up with a policy that is what people should be doing, sort of a, a you know, on your honor when you overnight park, and basically it's uh, you know, be respectful. Don't set up camp.
1: Yeah, I don't know why this is so hard because I I think what we need to remember too that we do not want to this to go away, not just. For us as our RVers, but we really need this option for our trucker friends out on the road. Yes. And we do not want this to go away for them. Okay. So we are, we are fortunate to have this. A lot of us use this as a, like I said, I talked fondly about us being able to kick out and we knew we could get to a Walmart to escape a storm. Um, but really we need to make sure that places like this that are also accessible to truckers remain accessible to them we want them to be able to stop safely when they need to rest and they do utilize walmart's to do that so we just, less
0: and less they're being less allowed less. to less and less
1: yes because and, and they are just as responsible as we are they also need to be good neighbors while they are there and not you know dump their urine out onto the ground please So those are you know, we all have to be good neighbors, but there are this is also for those who are trying to do a job to move goods throughout this country. And we all know what happens when it gets real hard to move goods. Anybody remember toilet paper gate when we couldn't get TP? you
0: know, a lot of RVers. And I, I this is why I always bristle at this, too, because people are like RVers should be paying for campgrounds. They're camping. No, RVing is not a camping lifestyle. You have to get that out of your mindset. Stop. It is people own RVs for as many reasons as they right. go to hotels. Yep. They might be a traveling nurse. They uh, they might be a traveling salesperson. There are many different reasons that people own RVs and travel in RVs they, that, that don't necessarily involve leisure. Mm-hmm.
1: So there's a lot of layers here, but at the end of the day, it just comes down to being a good neighbor and trying to get that information about being a good neighbor into the faces of more people. All right, what is in your fresh tank this week? Uh,
0: so my fresh tank goes to um, our friend Damian Ross and the folks at RV Today Magazine. Um, you know, we have been cheerleaders of them from from the beginning. Uh, They do a really great job with the magazine. They also have Rootless Living magazine. Beautiful. RV Today magazine is now, it has been digital, but you could also get a print version uh, in the mail. It is now on newsstands at Barnes & Noble and Books A Million, which is so awesome. So you can actually drop into a Barnes & Noble and pick one up, which is great for us because we love nothing more than traveling the country and (laughs) visiting the various (laughs) Barnes & Nobles with the exact same floor plan. Uh, it is a, everywhere. a comfort. We go to the chilies, We go to the Barnes & Noble.
1: <laughs> we are so basic. But now we get to go and we can pick up a copy of RV Today. And it's also at, bam, Books a Million. I am so happy I for them. Thought, Congratulations. I, I,
0: I always thought it was Books and More. And I think I just made that up.
1: You did. <laughs> uh, it's Books a Million.
0: <laughs> what is in your black tank this uh, week?
1: So my black tank goes to... Uh, rest stops or gas stations, trucker stations, whatever, where you all decide that the main door to the restrooms, be that the the men's or the women's or whatever, that you need to prop that open and leave it open. (laughs) Stop. Stop doing that. Please, let us close There's the door. There's nothing like
0: sitting in a little restaurant next door and you just hear toilet flushing, toilet okay, flushing, toilet listen. flushing. <laughs> so we
1: stopped at a, a rest area yesterday on our drive back from-
0: <laughs> Not just any rest area. Uh, we stopped, Are you not talking about- You're talking about a different one. I was going to say we stopped, talking, we stopped not at the i 80. I We stopped at the 80 truck stop, the largest truck stop in the world.
1: Not talking about that. We stopped at a Missouri one because yes, I need to pee. Yes, Yes. And so I go in- and you know you walk into these rest areas and it's always like the common area and it's so quiet and then i'm just like i have to turn the corner and go into the women's room the door is forcibly open like it's chained you can't close it and it's so quiet so now everybody in the common area gets to hear me pee they get to hear me flush sure fine let's normalize peeing that's fine I'm sorry. I do not want to hear someone dropping something into the toilet <laughs> when I'm in the Coleman area. This is right up there for me. Leaving this door open is right up there for me with making bathroom stalls that I'm too tall for. So that when I stand oh, up. Oh, that's
0: the worst. They Illinois... Rest areas oh, have a lot of that. Yes. Where you like, when you walk into yes. the stall, you, if you don't keep your eyes forward, you can <laughs> see down into the stalls next to you because the divider is so low.
1: Nothing worse than you and Betty Jo standing <laughs> up at the same time and looking at you're each like, other <laughs> as you're pulling your pants up and doing your biz. I stop, close the door to the main door to the restrooms and just let us have some sound privacy that's all i'm asking i will every single time i'm going to kick out your doorstop every single time you will know that abby has been to your rest area or to your truck stop bathroom when she has kicked out that doorstop that you have put on that main door to shut it so that we can all have a little bit of privacy that is my black tank. what's your fresh tank this week <laughs> so my fresh tank is uh we <laughs> In our ever uh, evolving, you know, want to bring our, our spirits on the road with us and and also decrease our weight, uh, we have been looking for ways to have um, our wine or you have a bourbon you really like and finding them in unique and look boxed wine is not unique okay it's not it's literally been around forever but it's, but, has but, been it's, here for, but it's
0: no longer Franzia
1: it's no longer Franzia but black box has also been around yeah. for a very very long time yeah. but if you are uncomfortable this is more just a tip but I'll put it in the fresh tank if you are uncomfortable and you don't want to bring around bottles of wine and you know bottles of your whiskey and things like
0: that you're worried about the glass breaking sure absolutely
1: yeah. you know Costco has boxed wine. I have the Pinot Grigio sitting in my fridge right now. Um, you can get a very delicious Cab salve from uh, Black Box. You can get that. You have been drinking, uh, I don't remember what it's called. So
0: it's called Stillhouse Black Bourbon, and it comes in a in a can instead of glass. It comes in yeah. like the same sort of can that you would get like mineral spirits in. Um, so, you know, you're not just relegated. You can get cheap spirits in plastic bottles Mm -hmm. but generally it's the cheap stuff right but this is like a good medium level bourbon and i i just think especially for us it's not as big of a deal but for people who are doing some more adventurous camping they've got you know some of those little adventure trailers that are banging around and stuff it's nice to have different options that aren't glass uh, and also what's cool about both of these options is that they're they're not affected by sunlight. Um, no. So you can leave them out on the counter and stuff and not worry about the sunlight getting into them too much.
1: Well, the nice thing about boxed wine, too, is that, you know, I opened this up and it's good for six weeks.
0: Yeah, every glass is fresh. Yeah, so yeah, they that's they say another. it's one of the best containers.
1: Yeah, so let's say you're headed out on a vacation for, you know, you're doing your big summer two to three week vacation and... You can get this. You can take some wine. You can have wine at the campground if that's what you're into. Look, we're not trying to turn people into like heavy drinkers, but we are here to impart our drinking knowledge. We have
0: talked a lot about alcohol in this episode.
1: Well, we have. It's been a really long couple weeks. So these are just, what's interesting is that there is, seems to be this trend in the spirits and drink industry right now to create sort of out of the box or uh, outside the mold uh, containers and unique ways that we can consume higher end spirits, things that we enjoy drinking. So if these are things you thought that, you know, you couldn't bring on the road with you because X, Y, Z, well, here's a few options and these will fit nicely into my dream book of coffees and cocktails, which is what I would like to write. Next.
0: Yes, for all you publishers out there, yeah. we want an RV Miles Coffee and Cocktails book.
1: Yeah. We've done the thing Camp, for the kids,
0: something like campground coffee and cocktails. Mm-hmm. Is that? Yeah, 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 something like that. Yeah, yeah, my
1: like we've we've now done a thing for the kids. It's time to do a thing for the ups.
0: Yeah, and of course there'll be an overlap section of coffee cocktails.
1: Uh, oh, you better <laughs> believe it. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, there you go. That was my fresh tank.
0: All right, that's it. <laughs> That's it for this week's episode of the RV Miles Podcast.
1: Yes, it is. Thank you so much as always for joining us. If you have any thoughts or opinions on what we talked about today, the really best place to go and share those with us is over in the RV Miles Facebook group. Now with over 12,000 members, Jason and I are in there daily. And if you tag us, we will specifically be notified that someone wants to talk to us. So if you would like to share your thoughts, which we would love to hear, Please do that over on the RV Miles Facebook group. If you are headed over to Amazon, please take RV Miles with you. Every little penny helps as we continue to grow this business and what we can offer. So just start at Amazon.com shop slash RV Miles. Anything you buy, including uh, I don't know, do they sell alcohol on Amazon? Uh, can you buy boxes? I, I don't know.
0: I don't know. know look either. at look at you just slam the brakes on this. I've, I know are I'm we're just gonna curious. look it up.
1: No, we're not going to look it up, but maybe you can buy box twine there. I don't know. But if you do, take us with you when you do it. Amazon.com slash shop slash RV miles. All right. Thank you so much for watching. Please stay safe. Please stay healthy and keep enjoying and logging <laughs> those RV miles.
0: Bye, everybody.
1: Bye.